Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. I'm going to read that again. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, come on then. We will cross over toward them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. The men at the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet. That's really key because when you're using your hands and feet, you can't hold anything else. With his armor bearer right behind him, the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him. In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area about half an acre. What I love about this scripture is the order in which the miracle happened. So Joe, I don't know if you're like me, but I can get caught up so many times thinking that the way God works is there's a miracle and that miracle will grow my faith. And then because my faith is strong, I will be passionate about supporting and backing others. Have you ever been caught in that? I think so. I think that I think I've heard this term armor bearer used in so many different contexts. All right, tell me about that. Then I'm just trying to put it back in the context of how it was actually founded. Okay, give me an idea of how it maybe is. A lot of times you hear that word uh, armor bearer, and if you're like me and you spent like more than 10 years on a church staff, an armor bearer is another way of saying, here's somebody that's got my back. Totally. That's going to go with me and, and do what I say and have a great attitude about it. Right. And on the flip side, from somebody, again, that's been on a church staff for a long time, is I think somebody who doesn't know the Christian lingo doesn't catch that there's also a connotation with, oh, yeah, you mean a yes man? Like a guy that's just going to go along and he's going to be the armor bearer. Yeah. Which I don't think is the biblical. No, that's the whole point, right? That's not the biblical thing. So if we were to dive in and look at this particular story, I I think it's awesome that He says, do all that you have in mind. Go ahead. I'm with you, heart and soul. It almost makes me think like with Jonathan then replying, come on then. It's almost, yeah, I wasn't going to do this unless you were in it. And it just, it reminds me of how much we need to be encouraging and supporting others. Would Jonathan have climbed up to meet the Philistines without his armor bearer? What if the armor bearer would have been like, hey, bro, this is a bad idea. And I don't care if God told you that. This ain't it. You know what I mean? If he would have come back with that, I just don't know. And then if yeah. if his armor bears, I'm not going, now you're climbing and you got, you said he's using his hands and feet, like who's holding his weapons while he's climbing? You know what I mean? Like he's all alone. And so I think the, I think what we can learn here from the armor bear is really key. And that is that it doesn't start with a miracle. Yeah. 
it starts with support and encouragement and being willing to hear someone out and go, I'll support you in that. I'll go with you in your journey. I think once we're willing to walk with someone in their journey and support them, that's when we start to see our faith and their faith grow through our experience. And then what comes? Well, then the miracle comes. And that's what we see in this story. And so I think we get this twisted so many times because we get this concept of if God will do this, then I'll move. And it's, no, you move, then God moves. So I just, I don't like this kind of faith where we say, oh, I don't know what my next step's supposed to be, so I need God to give me a sign. Or I really need God to open the door and make it clear. It's, dude, just start walking. Yeah, in this case, they were like, if they say this, (laughs) we should go. If we say this, we shouldn't go. But they said that after, that's my point. They said that. After they made a plan. They show support after their faith is strong. And then it's boom, there it is. And then they walk in obedience when it may, dude, how nervous. Yeah, I think a lot of people are getting this term wrong because I Googled it real quick. What's meant by armor bearer in the Bible? What does it say? uh, Churchgoers.com. The answer is it's the person who carries the spear and the shore of the warrior. And then it says, hyphen, is traditionally the person in the church who assists the pastor in anything from adjusting the temperature in the sanctuary to picking up visitors at the airport and running interference for the minister. No, it does not say that. It says that? the Google-sponsored result. So I think that's where my confusion was coming from. I guess what I'm saying is we have certainly changed the definition of this term from the biblical definition. And I think one of the things that's really lost in that is that I feel like in the Old Testament, in these stories with armor bearers and like David and Jonathan, and there is an element of deep friendship that is just not around anymore. Okay, speak to that. I just don't see it very much anymore to have that kind of, to me, that's really not about a role, that armor bearer. That's mm-hmm. about a guy being a really good friend. There it is. To his friend. Yeah. And he's like, I think we should do this. And I don't think it was about his job as armor bearer and what he should say as armor bearer. No, because your life is on the line at that <laughs> point. This is a very big deal. To death. Yeah, to death. This and guy. you're outnumbered. This is just a really good friend <laughs> who is like willing to back up his friendship with actions. Totally. And you think about even those other examples of, and I say Old Testament friendship because there's really... The disciples don't really have that kind of gotten each other's backness like some of these Old Testament yeah, characters do. Yeah, not all of do. them. Certainly not um, all of them. And so I feel like there is, when I hear these stories, honestly, the big takeaway that I feel is, man, I need to start being better friends to people so yeah. I have better friends in my life. Yeah. Like I need to call somebody and go exactly. hang out. And Because I think that's a huge missing component for a lot of people. Yeah. You don't want to have a perception or a non-perception or what does that mean about me? Then I'm really good friends with somebody. Wow. Yeah, yeah, see, and I don't have the teenagers yet, so I don't see that. Different world for teenagers right now, man. It's totally different. Way different than we went to school. What do you think it's going to be like when my kid's a Way decade from different. now? Like, unbelievable, right? The things that are like, we were talking about this the other day. Grandpa was in town. Grandma and grandpa were in town. Yeah. And grandpa asked the granddaughters, hey, what is it? I hear this word all the time. What does it mean to be woke? Oh, gosh. <laughs> And then my teenage daughters tried to explain it to him. And he said, so what you're saying is grandpa's not woke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're saying, grandpa. But I think there's, there is a lot of, what I think it boils down to is confusion and just people not accepting 
each other. It's like the new form of bullying mm. is this whole idea of you can't say that about a group of people that's insensitive. You can't generalize and make that whole statement. And so it just has everybody, which I actually think is really good. Like, why should we say stuff that's going to offend a bunch of people? Like, maybe there's some stuff in our language we should get rid of. That's probably really great okay. for us. Sure. Um, but I do think, unfortunately, there's a backside of it, this idea that everything has to be fair and equitable for everybody. Yeah. That ends up meaning that people who don't do the right thing and treat people as fair as equitably as everybody else get beat up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's no idiot. People should be treated fairly, you stupid idiots. Yeah. Get beat down. It's, oh, maybe... Yeah, we're not treating everybody fairly. Yeah, it kind of gets backwards the way the rules work. It reminds me of it reminds me of the story in Acts where Paul is telling the Jewish synagogue the gospel that they believe goes against the law of Moses, and the the mob essentially says, like, you're going against the law of Moses, which is in that law is do not murder, and they follow that up with we're not going to eat or sleep until we kill you. And I just like, that's, that's just craziness, right? That's a yeah. frenzy. And when you have a mob, when you have a frenzy, like this is the kind of stuff that happens. Like you, you start getting so radical sometimes. And I know that's a buzzword, but still you, you start getting so radical that you step over your own truths because mm -hmm. you can't keep them straight. Yeah. And so I'm with you. I don't think anybody needs to be offended, but I do think, I, I do think that if we're offending people with the gospel, then we're offending them with the gospel. That's one thing that's consistent throughout the yeah. Bible is that if people are getting offended, offend them with the gospel, don't offend them with your opinions and don't offend them with something that you take personally. I like what you said though I about- a, I took a weird way of getting there, but ultimately the thing that kind of pops to my mind in stories like this from the Old Testament is, man, I need to be a better friend to people. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I like really what you people, said about that. It's people who believe in you to be better than you think you are and then you rise to the occasion. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to get to is that, I think if we can look at ourselves in that way of not God needs to do something in someone's life and then after that I'll be part of it or God needs to do something in my life and then after that my faith will grow. If we would be willing to think about it from the standpoint of it's my job to start supporting this now and have faith that it's going to happen. And if I do that, then I can trust that I'm going to see a miracle in the end. And that's what I see in this story and I'm with you. I think if we can start encouraging others, supporting others, and being a good friend to others, we can start leading them towards Christ. Yeah. I think another way to look at it is like he could have been saying to his armor bearer, hey, do you think that God would have our back if we went up here and tried this crazy thing? No, oh, man. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not. I don't see why not. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Let's do it. I'm with you, heart and soul. Crazy, right? Yeah. What a crazy story. I love it though. Faith does have a way to amplify itself. A lot like that, the analogy of ox, right? If you yoke two oxes together, it's not the equivalent of two oxes. It's the equivalent of 10 because the them working together is not like a sum game. It's a multiplication it's a mul game. Okay. And I think faith works the same way. When you see it in, in somebody else, it doesn't just mean like, now we got the faith of two people. It's maybe you got a little bit more than that. I like that. Thanks for listening to Hope After Hurt. If you enjoyed this episode or found it useful, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend. Join the Yes Community on Facebook at facebook.com slash the yes community. 
on Instagram at yesco underscore immunity, TikTok at Drew's Barker, and for show notes, visit the website at yes.transistor.fm. This show is produced, edited, and engineered by Podcast Carry. Thanks for listening. TDF Furniture carries over 50 brands at prices 60 to 95% off suggested retail. From outdoor sets to dining room tables and recliners, they have it all. See something you like? Load up a truck and take it home the same day or schedule for delivery. Special financing options are also available. Quit overpaying and visit one of TDF Furniture's five locations. Learn more at tdffurniture.com.